The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us with the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us with the custody queens. Hey everyone, it's that time again, it's custody queen time. And today we have a fun show, and it's another show from Vegas. So if you're just listening, make sure you go to Custody Queens on Air and YouTube and check out the beautiful Sin City behind us. Absolutely. We cannot be more happy to be here. We have Dane Holstrom joining us again. And I think we're going to jump right into it, right? Yeah. Today's show is all about balance. So thank you, everyone, for joining us this Saturday on Go Country 105. And let's start with the CQ book. Let me hand the CQ book to you, Sam. All right, I'm gonna ask Dane a question. And for anyone listening, the CQ book is a book of a million, I'm just, I'm exaggerating again, uh, a bunch of questions. And let's see if find we an can find a one. good one. Yeah, see, an I'm, I'm always suspicious that they've got a separate one already written that they're gonna ask me. Sam, just go right yeah, I would never tell you if we did. <laughs> oh, that one's way too deep. <laughs> <laughs> Dane, would you ever consider living on an island? Why or why not? Oh, that's an easy one. So easy. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, because that's a throwback to uh, an episode in my life. I was in my 30s and we had four kids, uh, wife and I, Cheryl, and of which Kristen was the oldest, is the oldest. and. Uh, I got this disease they call Jimmy Buffett syndrome. <laughs> and we had already been sailing a lot for years and years and stuff down in the Caribbean and other places. And, and uh, we literally, I, I built a sailboat uh, probably about six, seven years after I became an attorney and took the whole family. We all lived on it down in Mexico for a year and I was homeschooling all the kids. And it was just a phenomenal life experience. And, and again, it, it, living on an island isn't necessarily what it used to be. You know, today you still have social media, you still have internet, you still right. have everything else. Probably have Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, but you also have the opportunity for solitude that you may not have. And so it, it's, it's, that's part of the balance. And to add a little bit, I was 16 at the time that we took this excursion. So imagine- Excursion, you, now it's an excursion. Okay. <laughs> imagine, you know, mini Chris in 16, playing soccer in high schools. I was a sophomore and friends and dances. I think like the Sadie Hawkins dance was like right around the time we were leaving. So looking back, I, don't, I was probably the most opposed to leaving my friends and going on this boat. But Dane forgot to say that we had sold our house. We sold our cars. We moved into a two bedroom. So you like left left. Yes, to get used to living in small quarters. Yeah. And uh, my sister and I shared the whole of the boat, which was very small, you know. Uh, you had the V-birth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I will tell you some of the most memorable moments in my life were on this boat. Give me one of them. Okay, so Dane and I were both certified scuba divers and we literally would just jump off the sailboat That's so cool. and you can or you could spearfish at the time in Cabo and so Dane and I were scuba diving and he had spearfished a halibut and it was a really good size halibut and we brought it up and we cooked it for dinner right on. and I don't know if that was the same day or if it was another scuba diving experience but Dane had gotten a giant fish hook stuck in his calf 
That's your highlight? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm probably like the most non-freak out person in the family. My mom is, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, panic anytime she sees blood. And I go to our first aid kit and get the lidocaine, spray it. I'm literally pulling the fish hook out of, you know, Dane's leg. Okay, I don't want to make this the whole boat trip show, but but no, anytime, just a tip, when you're fishing for spear fishing, you have a spear, not hooks. And so, no, that was a different incident. So that was a different one. <laughs> and and we were uh, trolling for Dorado off the back of the sailboat and we were sailing back and we caught a beautiful Dorado and put it on the deck and the, the lures for the Dorado had these giant hooks and when it flipped its tail up, it went right into my calf. So, but we had a giant, first aid kit. We'd gone through courses for training, for navigation, Cheryl and I. We, we were really prepared for it. Prepared was an understatement. He built the electrical yeah, Dave's prepared on for the everything. boat. I mean, he knew how it worked. And just one more quick thing. We actually parked the sailboat in um, Magdalena Bay and we had stayed there for a night, but that's, it's a bay where the California gray whales mate. And so we were having dinner on the sailboat, you know, in the middle of a bay. Watching the, and the whales mate. Foot. Well, no, they would breach and they would jump out. And wow. so you, you have this breaching whale against a sailboat with a sunrise or the sunset, just spectacular. Literally 10, 15 feet from our boat. Wow. And it, I just, we had this picture on our refrigerator for years and years and years with the sunset in the background and a 50 foot whale you know, 10 feet from our boat, completely breached out of the water. So, you know, now you ask me, hey, you want to go sailing for a year? I'm like, heck yeah, let's go. But 16 year old Christmas. There's the long answer to your, would I live in the So yes. So yes, he would. Yes, so so if anyone was confused, yes, Dane would would live on an island. All right, so I am going to ask you, Sam, a question. All right. Describe one undeniable fact about yourself. I'm a sleepaholic. (laughs) <laughs> I love to take naps. So undeniably, she does, and she can sleep anywhere, which is the polar opposite. I could of me. race you to sleep. Yes, Sam could literally sleep in the corner of any room, and I'm the polar opposite. All my stars have to be aligned. The mood has to be perfect. I, but yeah, Sam, Sam and my husband both go sleep in their cars at work on lunch breaks. Yes, I'm tired. Okay, yeah. why don't you have a futon like I have in my office? Can I have one? <laughs> I'm sure sure in Costco, man. <laughs> Well, no, I don't want to encourage that. <laughs> I love to sleep. But you know, a lot of people say, oh, after work, I'm going to go get a drink or I'm going to go on a run. For me, if I'm very stressed out, there's nothing better than like a 15 minute nap. 100%. Like just, uh, I got to just reset. All right, Dane, you asked me one. Yeah. <laughs> don't go rogue and just make something up. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is very empowering. The quickest way to make you crazy is... Working for your dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not go for the low-hanging fruit Which she has no experience doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What's just... the second most? All right. Uh, that was good. A good way to make you go crazy. Um, I have a hard time talking with people that talk in circles and they don't make any sense. And then I like very direct conversations that comes directly from Dane. Mm -hmm. But when someone is trying to tell me their story and they don't get to the point, it's like, you're just looking right through them with crazy eyes. So yeah, that's fair. You, you depose people for sure. Yeah. It's just kind of get directly to the point and let's move on. All right. So let's get into today's topic. It's not one that just applies to lawyers. I, it applies 
to people, professionals, moms, dads. It's just how, how do you manage the work and the home life balance? And I know this is something I struggle with, and I know it's something that Dane has had to attempt to overcome. I don't know that you ever overcome it. And it's something that Sam struggles with too. So let's kind of, Sam, what do you do to help manage that? I sleep. No, I'm kidding. Uh, So I think it's a really good topic just because I think it's twofold, right? It's the worst and best problem to have. You know, if, if you have a lot going on, something in some way has to give in order for you to feel happy and healthy. And so you have to learn how to manage that. And then on the other side of the fence, having a lot going on is a great thing. So I mean, how, how do you structure that? For me, um, I, I think it's really a day by day thing. I think if we kind of sit around and consider how much each of us do in the average day, we're gonna start to stress ourselves out or look too far in the future you're gonna stress yourself out. I, I personally, in my work, like to look at what is ahead of like me for this week. I try not to get too far ahead because I think if you do, you'll panic. I agree, and that's something that I've kind of implemented, and I think that everybody had a really hard year. I had a really hard year over the last year, and I struggled with some anxiety and some time management and had a newborn, and I'm very open about that because I know most people are struggling in one way. But one thing that I have implemented for myself is just kind of what you were saying, is I look at what is my next task. And I know Dane's really big and taught me checklists. And so on my phone, I have checklists, but I really have to focus on one day at a time. And with kids, and I have a daughter in sports and gymnastics, and I have briefs too, and we have court, and you just have to focus on one thing. But And I think the reason why is because you need to focus it's not always what's just in front of you, but you need to focus on the tasks that you have control over, right? So if I spend all day stressed about a trial that's that I've done the work I need to do now on, but that's set for three months, I'm never going to focus on the tasks directly in front of me. I'm gonna get overwhelmed. Yeah, and I love traveling. To me, that is the biggest stress reliever. And one, it's to see new places, to do new things, and to create experiences for my children. That is so important. But it's also to just take a hot minute and forget about everything that you may not have control over. So Dane, I know this is something you and I have talked about a lot over the years, and and being an attorney, we bear a lot of other people's issues on top of our own. So what have you done over the years to help manage that? Well, it's first off, I'm in a different place in my life than you guys are. And, and when things looking back, it's very easy to see is that your priorities and, and and how you want to fill your time is very, very different. So you're at the stage, Kristen, that, that I was when we had four kids. And the most important thing in, in my life at the time was spending time with those kids. And so the first 15 plus years of my career was, was Cheryl and I would create this calendar with everybody's schedules and, and Cheryl would be driving Kristen to to soccer practice in South Orange County and I'd be taking her brother to baseball practice and t-ball and everything else and every once in a while we'd meet up together. Our kids were really and still are but in a different way our lives and so the biggest thing that I find is important is when you're in it be in it be a hundred percent in what you're doing in the moment whether it's whether it's walking down the street whether it's preparing for trial whatever it is and you'll find that you do so many things and you look back and you go 
how in the hell did I do all that stuff? It just takes care of itself. When you focus on a task, it's not multitasking. People right. call it that. It's being 100% in what you're doing and then moving on and being 100% the next thing. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. One of the things about being an attorney is you get so enmeshed in your clients' lives and cases. It's it's very, very, you've got to be able to objective and isolate yourself. But a uh, little shout out to the group that I belong to called Atticus Attorneys out of Florida. And I've been in the group about four years now. And one of their mantras, what they teach attorneys, particularly attorneys who run law firms, uh, what they teach them to do is be able to have that work-life balance. And one of their mantras is, hey, you, exactly what Kristen said, you've got it, you've got hired good people, trust them. Number one. And what you're going to find out is exactly what Kristen found out. They often work not only well, but better without us in front of them micromanaging, not that we ever do that, you know, or telling them what to do or guiding them or sweating over it or anything else. And you know what the next part of it is? It's traveling. It's being being off doing things with the people you love and care about in places you really want to see for a third of the time. And those people are super successful. Another, we're in Nevada here in Las Vegas, and another attorney, good friend of mine, Jason Namie's here as well. Jason is, is, is doing, he's living that life, and he's really enjoying it. He's a great attorney, he's got a great firm, and a little competitor of Ed, so you've been on another episode, but they're very friendly. And at the same time, it, it, he's living that life and really enjoying what he's doing because he found that balance by letting go. Right. And it's not something that just kind of happens super organically. You have to really put time and effort into it. And a, a good friend of mine was kind of telling a story the other day that she was considering having a baby. And she was concerned that the timing wasn't right. She was concerned that it might interfere with her goals and her ambitions. And, you know, it just might disrupt her lifestyle. And my response to that person is, a child is the most beautiful blessing in the world. And you know what? You can have it all. You can. You just have to juggle different balls. But don't ever let parenthood and your career, they can happen contemporaneously with each other. I promise you, I do it. Danes did it. Sam will do it. it I will? Yes, you will. I, I, I have my... <laughs> Even <you know>? Sam. <laughs> but you can have it all. It just, you've got to make the priorities. And when I say traveling... Uh, you know, I go on social media and I like the other day I saw this, uh, it, you know, I'm sure they're kind of bougie tents, you know, um, in Utah and you can go and it has a, you know, a bed and it, it's not really tent camping, but I say, yeah, glamping, I save those collections. So it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You, I just take my daughter to Huntington beach and stay at the Hyatt and her and I go for a night together. Right. So it doesn't have to be a week vacation. You just got to plan it. So that's just something that we share. And I think Sam and I love traveling together, like here, you know? And it just makes life a little bit more fun. Now, yeah. this, this is from a person who is talking about doing custody queens in Tahiti just a little bit ago. Yes. <laughs> so you guys can all, you, yeah. So we're, we're talking, you know, we're going to take custody queens we on air. We take work life <laughs> balance very seriously here. 
But, but to our defense, it's taken a long time to get here. And Custody Queens has such an amazing team, as does Holstrom Block and Park. So you guys can all trust that when you see Sam and I in Vegas, that our team is back at the office working incredible just for all of you. So if you want a consult with Sam or I or any of our other amazing attorneys, make sure you call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right, so we have a client email. Sam, you want to kind of share it? Sure. So the email reads, Hi, Custody Queens. I listen every week. I would love to hire you, but I'm a stay-at-home mom and don't have the money for representation. In fact, my soon-to-be ex lost his job and doesn't have money for a lawyer either. I'm going to represent myself as our split is amicable for now. I was wondering if you could give me any advice on what I should document and what I can expect in the process. Thanks, ladies. Lizette. Okay, so we actually get email inquiries like this very often. And the first thing I say is hiring an attorney. It is an expensive process. However, there's a lot to lose in a custody and divorce case. And in my experience, usually when you go to family or friends and if they have the ability, people will usually come together to help. So the first step that I would take, Lisette, is have a couple consults. Many attorneys offer free telephone or Zoom consultations. Find an attorney you're comfortable and then ask questions about payment plans, if there is any you know, rates or services that that firm may offer and, and go from there, make a plan. Yeah, and a lot of times I hear things like, we have a very amicable divorce and that's great, but you really need to define what that means. I mean, do you really have an agreement on all issues? And if you don't, and maybe you can't afford representation, there might still be other options for you out there, but above everything, you need the education associated with what kind of right you may or may not be waiving or what agreement you may be coming to. So you, you do, uh, like Kristen said, wanna have that initial consultation to just know what the starting point is. Yeah, and if you really truly don't have any financial ability, we have a resource page on our website that can help guide you through specific processes. But one of the first things I tell people that are calling me that are on a very strict financial budget is, in my opinion, custody is often the most important part of any case. And sometimes you can hire an attorney to help either negotiate a settlement or to represent you in court on that specific issue. And then the other things can be resolved on your own. In addition, there was something kind of notable in that email and was that, um, was that it sounds like her ex lost his job. That may be a very temporal thing and there may be some access to attorney's fees there or some other um, resources up and above self-help, which sometimes is all you have and, and that's understandable, but there's a lot of stuff out there. So I wouldn't disqualify yourself for representation before you have a, a consultation and you know what that means. Yeah. And Dane taught me something and I'm going to let him elaborate, but I always say that a lot of issues are time sensitive and a lot of cases come to us where a party thinks they can do it on their own to save money or hire a low budget attorney that is not qualified to do the work that you're asking for. What happens at that point, Dane? Well, that, that's where we sit, tell the client it, it costs a lot less, less money to prevent bad things from happening than it does to fix them once they haven't. Right. 
and it's it's it, it, it sometimes they cannot be undone. So what's an example of that exact situation? Uh, somebody, for instance, thinks they have an agreement. And one of the things that really comes out, and Sam touched on this, is that you say, okay, so what's the agreement for custody? And the answer back is, well, he wants week on, week off, or she wants week on, week off, but I'm planning on moving to Tennessee next week. And you're like, well, what's the plan? We haven't talked about it. And, and of course, I'm asking myself, what do you mean you have an agreement then? It's, right. again, or... Um, again, a variation of he wants, she wants kind of a thing, depending on who you're talking to. And it's clear that they haven't fleshed it out. They haven't said who's going to drive, who's going to transport. I don't know. How are you going to handle with the work schedule? I don't know. It's that kind of thing. So rule number one, as Kristen said, do a couple consults. Right. People, people do a free consult or a low cost consult. You're A, going to get an idea of their knowledge about what they're doing. But number two, you'll get a different perspective and insight from different attorneys. And, and one might really plant a gem in your mind about what's really important to you. Um, so do that. The, the, the courts in Southern California at least have a, a facilitator's office, which will help you fill out your forms. They won't represent you. They may or may not give you a little bit of limited advice about what to put in your forms or not, but they'll help you fill them out and file them with the court. That gets you in the door. Some counties, Riverside County by way of illustration, San Bernardino County, are counties that make recommendations when you go to mediation. So it's very important to make sure that you're prepared to communicate to what's called the child custody recommending counselors in those counties about what's going to happen. Why? Because if you don't agree, if you make an agreement there, they'll memorialize it for you. If you don't reach an agreement, they're going to make a recommendation to the judge. Right. And so being prepared walking into that is huge in those counties. Other counties like Orange County, nope, no recommendation. So they process those cases very, very differently. And each county is a version of recommending versus non-recommending. And again, talk to Kristen, Sam, about what county you're in and what the situation is. But talking to people in advance, getting uh, financial assistance, as Kristen talked about, all of those are great ways to help it, but the worst thing that can happen, and it will cost you in terms of pain and anguish and money, is you think you got it dialed in and you don't, and you go in and your case gets completely mishandled and upside down, and you're like, I was in court last week and the court gave my ex custody and I have limited visitation, what do I do? And the answer is, basically any solution is gonna take a lot of time. Right. Because whatever findings the court made that caused the court to make that, you have to show that there's been some kind of a change and that takes time. And money. So rushing off into court is usually not a solution. Yeah, and, and I also see domestic violence happening a lot where someone genuinely needs a restraining order and they either A, don't do anything because they think it costs too much money or they can't, they think there's a filing fee. In California, there is no filing fee to file a request for a domestic violence restraining order. So not doing something and not protecting yourself is generally not the answer there. So that's, that's a specific instance where I would always say, get a consult, but they nailed it. I can't tell you how many calls I've taken over the last 10 years and someone calls me and says, well, I filed it and I served them, but then we were working it out, so I didn't go. Well, guess what? The other side did appear. The court found that you didn't take the time to be there. There wasn't a call and the court makes orders. So now instead of- Or you of, sign something. Yeah. And instead of Sam and I handling it from the beginning and it kind of a streamlined process, now we have to be miracle workers and try to undo everything that was done. 
So that's just a little tip. I, I would always encourage everyone to have multiple. Find the right attorney for you, the right personality. If it's a significant financial case and, and you are not the spouse that generally makes all the money, you have options. That's where you call Dane and you can get Dane's information on our website as well as hbplaw.com. We know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrop. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. A real quick point just to add on to your domestic violence situation. It's important to know that doing nothing is always doing something. And so, for instance, in the case of domestic violence, particularly if you're a victim of domestic violence, California sees two things happening. One. A perpetrator of domestic violence is presumed to be an unfit parent and has problems when when the court is convinced that domestic violence has occurred. However, from the public social service side, if you are a victim of domestic violence and you do not do something to protect your children, not from necessarily being abused themselves, but from witnessing the abuse to you, the victim, then they can find you as an unfit parent because you fail to protect your children from being subjected to indirect child abuse by witnessing the abuse to you, the parent. Right. So doing nothing is always doing something. And an example that I've seen quite a bit with that that set of facts is, you know, during the pandemic and COVID, a lot of people were coping in different ways and drinking became a pretty big issue in a lot of cases. Right. And if you have to go to work and you leave your children with the other parent who you know has an alcohol problem or a drug problem and you are using that person as daycare because it's easy for you that is not protecting your children and you are likely going to have to answer to the court for that and it's going to get brought up later i mean you you then run into court and say this is a problem but for the past couple of years it hasn't been a problem it's only a problem now that we're separating you're gonna run into a problem. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's wrap up on a, a little bit of a high note because this ends our tour in Sin City for part one, because I loved it so much. I think we gotta come back. We have to come back. Yeah, and we have to have Ed on again and Dane on again, and we can kind of have a part two, just gives Sam and I another reason to balance that work home life, yeah. you know? Uh, <laughs> but I wanna ask, uh, Sam, what is the one thing other than sleep that you do to de-stress? I'd probably say run. I I really, I was a cross country runner in high school, soccer player my whole life. And I'm one of the few people that enjoy running. Um, I probably shouldn't run with all of my pre-existing injuries, but that's probably my number one thing. I could run forever. All right, Dane, what do you do? What's, oh, I know this answer, but what's one thing you what do? What do you think I do? Play the guitar. That's that's one thing I do. It used to be, uh, uh, well, uh, flying when I, when I was piloting my own plane, I, I I would do that, and that was a very cool experience. Playing guitar, I do. I like some limited video games because why I can tune everything else out, and that's cool. But uh, and, and obviously, when your when your mother drags me along on one of her many hikes, 
<laughs> it's very distressing for you. <laughs> She'll say three miles, and then it's like an eight-mile hike. Yes. So, yeah, me and the dogs all kind of drop one after the other. So, <laughs> but, How about you, Kristen? Still. I have two things. Um, actually, three. Really quick. Shopping. Great retail therapy, you know. Um, two, massages. Love spa. Yeah, that's right. Love trying to trying to see if we can fit in the spa before we leave. Um, and uh, three is just spending time with my kids. You know, there's nothing, not a whole lot that makes me more happier. And finding that individual time with each child is just so important. But yeah, I mean, my daughter and I love to go get manis and petties and she orders the the glitter and the flowers and the extra massage. And the next Weren't thing you I- Were you telling me though, she's like, just knows how to tip? Oh yeah, she, when she pulled the there? 20 out of my purse and just told me she handled the tip. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just whatever suits you. I love alone time too, you know, binge watching SEAL Team SWAT, you know, my my jam. Shout out. <laughs> so, but it was so fun having you guys on this morning with us and every Saturday on Go Country 105. That's right. And make sure to check us out on all social media platforms. Also check Kristen and I out on our Instagrams. Kristen's at Custody Queen Kristen. I'm at Samantha McBride. You can also check out Custody Queens and Custody Queens on air. You can give us a call at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. And thank you, Dane, as always, for coming on our show. It's a pleasure. Yeah, and make sure you follow our social medias because we always have giveaways. And if you are looking for more detailed advice on complicated divorce issues, there is no one better to get it from than Divorce Authority, Dane Holstrom. So make sure you check his podcast out. It is streaming on all platforms. And I hear he's got some giveaways coming away to, you know, that are going to be shown to everyone on his social media. So make sure you follow us all because we just love you guys. And remember, let, let love, love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us with the custody queens. Yeah, you can count on us with the custody queens. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.